Yo, we're in the studio now. We got this camera. We got that camera. And, and we're both camera. on this one. <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, today, we're in the studio. And we're going to be having a great time talking about random shit that comes to mind. And Gio, what should we talk about? I don't know, man. We can just talk about like what's been happening in our lives the last like month and a half or something. And then see like what else we want to talk about besides that. Dude, did I tell you earlier today? I went to work in Chelsea and I walked by a bar. And I saw on the TV, it said Baker Mayfield saw a UFO. Do you believe in UFOs? Uh, honestly, I'm pretty sure that they're out there, but I just haven't seen one. So I can't definitively say that there is a UFO out there. Like there's a theory out there that said the government, like high up people, especially those in DC, are hiding it. Like hiding the fact that there's like aliens and extraterrestrial <laughs> Holy stuff out there. I mean, that is true. Like you could, I remember we were talking about this on the way to the actual hike when we talked like last month about how we almost died. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking about how the hike in the hike it was like, oh yeah, the, there's like this government official in Russia that was like, yeah, everything is totally going to shit and all that stuff is happening. Wait, what do you mean? Like there, there was a dude that claimed that there was something happening within the Russian government and like uh. all the like people in the government are like together trying to figure things out. <laughs> um, because dude, think about it. They, they have all the power. Like, you mean the government? Like yeah. Russia in general, just every, all the governments just, in general. Just the whole government. Yeah. That's what I mean, you know? <laughs> So they're probably spying on us right now as we record this. Probably, dude. Whatever, dude. Like all the mics are connected. <laughs> whatever, dude. Um, there's like a lot of things that we don't know in the world that we that we know is like happening, right? Like for example, it's just like when you work in a job or when you're working. There's so many things you don't know, but you think like you think you're pretty smart and like you ace the interview. And you're like, all right, I can totally kick butt, do well, make a bunch of money, and be successful. But it doesn't always go as as planned. You know? No, exactly. Like never. But let's let's go into like something that you wanted to talk about. So you were like talking about how oh dude earlier you were talking about how you went to the bathroom here and you got the shit scared out of you because you dude I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> I literally walked. Okay, first of all, when we walked out through the studio, it was pitch dark. You saw that earlier too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. When I had to pee. Anyways, we, I walked down the stairs and then I had to go through another corridor. Walked through that door. Everything looks like a maze because I think there's like thirty five rooms in here. And I finally found the bathroom. And I was walking. I was like, all right, it's just me, myself, and I. And literally right when I was about to open the door, some guy opened the door. He like flinched. I flinched. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry, dude. And he's like, what? I'm like, peace out. I was like, all right. And he walked out and I took my piss and I was like, that. Yeah, because this <laughs> Did not expect that yeah, no. at all. It's like human interaction is so rare. <laughs> like, Especially right now with COVID. Well, it, it's the most social thing that we're going to be doing since we've been out of the house, right? Because we're not, true. we're not at home right now because the last time we recorded, we were at home. This yeah. time we're not at home. We're like literally in a, in a studio right now. This is a new environment. Exactly. But I think this is going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. Exactly. And yeah. we're just like, we're like, let's, let's try something new and like venture out there. Um, and so this is working good. But what do you think, since we've been living in New York for like two years now, mm -hmm. um, do you think that New York taught you a lot? And do you think that there are lessons that you've learned um, over the course of living here that you don't think you would have learned in other cities? To answer your question, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think New York City is an amazing city to live in and it has taught me a lot. I think one thing that stood out to me is that there are always going to be people who are going to be better than you. No matter how much effort you put in, no matter how much work you put in, there's always someone who's going to be better. And I think the sooner that you accept that, the happier you'll be. Because I think... If you always compare yourself every single day, every single thing that you do, you're not going to be happy. Think like when I moved back to California after I graduated, 
I was kind of sad because I was seeing how much money people were making. And I think you could relate it too, right? I think we touched upon it earlier this morning. You were kind of like, oh, dude, my previous job, I wasn't making anything. Wait, wait. Go back to what you're saying. You're saying that in previous… You, you would go back to California and a lot of people were making more money than you? Are these like yeah. your friends from high school? Like whatever. No, just friends. Yeah. I mean, I would say friends in high school, friends in college. Mm-hmm. Because when I moved back, I was working for my parents. I was also doing real estate separately on the side. But I wasn't making any money. Like 2017, I filed my taxes or something. I think I only made 7,500 bucks. Damn. It's not <laughs> it's a like lot. nothing. You know, no, that's absolutely nothing. But at the same time, I was able to save money because I was living at home. But that just like, just seeing people on like Instagram or on Snapchat, right? You see them being successful. They're doing so many projects. But I think, I, I, again, like what I realized being in New York is that you shouldn't compare yourself to everyone. Because again, there's always going to be people who are going to be better than you. Yeah. So right? you're saying that like there are things that you have to just be cognizant of. Because you can't just compare yourself to others because it's not an equal comparison. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Because like we're all doing different things. We're all… Aren't, it's kind of cliche or whatever, but it's like we're all on our own path. Like you, you shouldn't be like, he's making a hundred grand. I should be making a hundred grand right now. No, like we all started at different levels of life. We, 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 like our focus. Like in college, I wasn't even focused on finding a job. You're just focused on like you're telling me you're focused on like the social aspect of that because college is different than when we all graduate. And it's like the real world, right? Yeah, because like in college, I'll, all right, I'm just gonna meet as many people as possible. I'm gonna learn, but. At the same time, I, I honestly, like, a lot of stuff that we learned in college, I don't know if you agree with me, but we can't even use it in real life. <laughs> like, okay, so what's an example of something that you learned in college that you definitely couldn't use in real life then? Dude, I don't know. I took, like, economic classes and, like, a lot of those, like, theories and stuff. It's like, I'm not going to even use this in real estate. <laughs> Give me an example of a theory. Because I know opportunity cost is definitely a theory. Supply oh, yeah, like and demand. supply and demand. Of, Come on. Uh, yeah. Those, mean, those the work. micro… Yeah, I guess those do. Ah, damn, you're calling me out. <laughs> no, fuck, of course, I'm, dude, come on. It's the whole point dude, of this shit. is that I'm asking you, like, what did you learn in economics that you can't use in real life, that you cannot apply to your current life? Like regression models and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, are you going like- to use that in real life? <laughs> no. I almost failed that class. I think I got a C plus, but. Oh, yeah. Because no, regression models are like, what are those? It's like on the graph and you have to like figure out what's on the All graph. All that stuff, and- yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need that normally. I mean, like maybe like if you're doing finance and stuff, you probably would have to do that. But I don't use that at all. Like the most... Like math that I use these days is just 40 times, 80 times to make sure my clients are able to qualify for the apartment. And that's that's a cool that's a good point because like we also have calculators all the time. Like, that is true. Th- think about it. You don't do like y equals mx plus b on a f- on a phone. Wait, nope. what is that again? Oh, uh, slope. Slope. Yeah. You don't you don't <laughs> calculate slopes either, right? No. That literally you don't do that. But like, why do we have to learn that? Basically, to show that our employers know that we can study and learn stuff, right? Would you say I guess that? so. No? I guess that's accurate. Because it, it shows that like you have the diligence to learn something that you don't think you need to learn. <laughs> yeah. not, not, not supposedly like something you don't need to learn, but something that's not as applicable to like um, street smart life. Right. I mean, like, would you say the stuff that you learned five years in at Northeastern, are a lot of the stuff that you learned applicable? Right now in what you do? Depends or- on, depends, depends. Because my marketing classes definitely were. Mm-hmm. Um, Finance classes, maybe not as much. I think like the only really important thing that I learned in like business studies is like accounting. I think that's super important. Like, or actually, no, marketing operations, they're all very important, but I don't know, not a lot of it can be used on a daily. I think you learn it when once you actually start getting in that job, you know? Mm. Or is that just me? I think 
it depends on what you're gonna do because you lo- re- you also forget a lot of things too. So you don't you don't remember half the shit you do anyways. Mm-hmm. So once you leave college, you're like oh well, all I kind of know how to do is talk to someone. Um, yeah. Unless unless you're like in a field like computer science or in a field like finance where you have to learn all of the actual like formulas and understand those things. Um, most of the jobs that you do do post college or something that you learn on the job, right? Like even the trading doesn't like do it justice, right? No. Like you would say, like how, like you know how you switch jobs a year and almost a year and a half already? Yeah, almost a year and a half ago. Like when you change companies to um, your current one, right? How much of the training that I remember you would spend like some time in New Jersey or something? How much of that training actually do you still use on a daily basis? I mean, that was like an onboarding training, so it's just like an introduction to the company and like what it is. Um, it's not really like a full on like here's a, what what the company is and like what it does. It's more like here you can like look at the general stuff that's happening and how it's working and what else is supposed to be what else you're supposed to learn moving forward. But it's not like here's your job function. How's here's how you learn it. Learning that portion of my job. I actually had to go and learn from all my other coworkers. Oh, okay. So because not everyone understands your function. Yeah. Right. Because it's all depart depart departments. Oh yeah, that's true. Because like that means like training, they won't be like teaching everyone the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's not something that you can learn from general training. You can learn like the general structure of things, but it doesn't mean that you're gonna learn the main part of the company. Mm, um, that's true. Like your main function. Sorry. That's true. But what like. For example, like in, when you picked up real estate, what about the the test that you learned? That's applicable, right? Whenever you have to do your real estate board test. Oh, like you know, like my continuing education. Yes, I would say yeah, majority of it. But like you don't really need it though. I did like twenty hours of education recently for con- like continuing education. Half of it was just kind of like the guy was just spewing random things. You don't actually learn how to like talk to clients that well. You don't really learn the specific market that way. Like, they don't give you the real life stuff. Like you have to actually, actually be on the, the ground. I think my rental manager a year or so, or, or when I first started, they were like, all right, go out, preview things, and then just shadow an agent or just literally reach out to anybody and you're just putting the fire. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of learn from it. Because I don't think the Canadian education actually helps that much. Oh, so like the online tests that you have to do. Like yeah, every they, year. they don't help at all, I don't think. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So you just have to do them for the due diligence of saying that you did them. Yeah. And because the, the state requires it. The state requires it. But you would But have, it's informative though. But it, you, it, like, it keep, makes you like, stay in tune with what's happening, like finance stuff, mm-hmm. the certain laws that you have to know, like fair housing laws that you have to know. Sometimes they update you on, I don't know if you know this, but like back in 2019, you know, international people can't pay the year up front anymore. Oh yeah, you know that, yeah. and like uh, application fees used to be a hundred dollars. Now it's uh, max. You can only charge twenty bucks. Oh what? what? Yeah, that's so, crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now it's different that way. Yeah, oh. a lot of things has changed. A lot of things has changed over the years. But talking about that though, what's like the biggest thing that's changed over the years for you? What like since I came to New York? Since I've been in. I guess like since the beginning of COVID. Since like last year. Since last. Year. Since last. I say like since exactly. Holy shoot! Today's what March? No, today's the one year. March 9th. This time? No, no, no. Shutdown was like March 17th. Yeah, but this time last year, dude. tomorrow Yo. would have been the last time we all went out. That's crazy. The last yeah. time we were at Maru. <laughs> last time we were at Maru and last time we, I played live. That, I wish we can replay that moment again and over again. and over and over. But that's not going to happen. That's not going right? to happen. But yeah, this, this, from this recording, this is, that's a year from when we first started COVID. Like the last time we all went out, out together. Like everyone. <laughs> for my birthday. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, but the biggest thing that has changed over the last year, just to answer your question, um, would have to be like time allocation and understanding how to allocate my time better towards certain things. So you're saying before COVID, you weren't as efficient or when you do have your time, you were just out maybe say drinking. Yeah, you're not probably. using that time to you know, do like this podcast or improve yourself. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Like I didn't have the focus to do and to, to like shift certain things, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't have the direction. So I wanted to do it, but it was like COVID just basically allowed for a lot of us to have like a reset in our lives and to figure things out. Like we're lucky enough to have the privilege to do that. Yeah. Because most people don't, let's be real. Yeah. Like um, I think we're lucky enough to still have our jobs, to have our health and just to be, have roommates too because I know some people live by themselves as well and that's pretty tough. Like especially last week's episode with your uh, cousin Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, yeah. And she talked about her experience and it was tough for her. Like she was counting those days mentally, you know, and like not physically on a paper, but she was counting those days and it was getting tough for her after that. And like she even said she would break down sometimes. Exactly. So that's why I was lucky enough to have you guys. Um, so I wasn't by myself. Yeah. Um, and then was it Will, Sam, and Cindy? They, they, are they went roommates. to Michigan. They, they left to go to Michigan. Yeah. Which get, I think that definitely helped that helped us a lot. Men, mental space yeah. too. Yeah. Because we went, weren't always crowded with one yeah, another. Yeah, it went from six to three people. And the dynamic just completely changed. And it was just like, we were just chilling at that point. Because <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have, because it was like six people in a room. Yeah. So that's a big thing that changed too, right? Over the past years that we learned how to live and cohabitate together. Like that's live with three thing. people, live with five people, live with six people. Yeah, plus a dog. Um, so that was a lot. And like, dude, we're like in our mid-20s. Like I'm almost 26. And we're… By the, know, t- by the time this goes live… I'll be 27. You're going to be 20, 26, 26. 26. I don't want to be 27. Dude, don't yet. jump the gun yet. I don't want to be 27 <laughs> yeah. yet, man. Yeah. Um, Let's live our life. You know? I know. I know. To the fullest. I know. Um, but that's the thing. Like that was a big thing. Like we didn't expect to live with that many people. Like we talked mm-hmm. about this last time too. Um, I think originally we were only going to live with like three or four, right? No. Oh, no, 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 no. We were originally going to live with us two. That would have been a fun experience. Yeah, if it was just us two. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. But that would be very different. Yeah. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. <laughs> we wanted to save money. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of changes have happened. What, what about you, though? What, what's the biggest thing that's changed for you in the last, let's say, year? So, there's a timeline, right? Would you say, like, a habit of mine or just in general? Uh, I'm going to say not just a habit. It can be either or, mm-hmm. but whichever thing you favor more. Okay. I mean, a couple things. I think one thing that changed about me is that I think I used to say yes a lot. Um, I used to be like a yes man in terms of like work or just like anything. Like I think like when people want to go out, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. I mean, but, like, I was also a yes man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I think that changed over the years because I think like you said earlier, our, our mindset shifted to focus on different things in our lives because we want to grow better, become better. Before I would just say yes to everything. I think now over the past years, I realized what I want to do for myself, not just for whoever's asking me that to do something, right? Because I would be like, okay, if I do it, they'll be happy. Maybe I can get something out of it, stuff like that. But like now it's like, you have to focus more on yourself. I think that's one thing I kind of learned or like, I guess one thing that has changed over the years. Besides that, I was actually picking up hobbies because I think before COVID, I'm just, I was thinking, I was sitting down the other day. I was like, what, were I, what, what did I do with my time besides work? Because I work 24-7, March through November. To you, watched, you watched anime a lot. Oh, this now I do. No, but what about prior? Prior? No. What, what, well, then what did you do? I just watched sports and just did nothing. Oh, no, what the? And just worked. But like now, like, I picked up hobbies like what? We, we're cooking more. 
which that saves a lot of our money. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> we also spend a lot more money though in terms of food and in terms of We like do, but I don't think as much as we used to. Supplements. And supplements. Though. Like we brought two protein chains the other day or protein powder. But actually whey protein is the cheapest supplement yeah. next to creatine. Yeah. So not too bad. We're not too bad. I think I'm looking at my credit card. Like before I would used to spend maybe like a thousand to two thousand max. Now it's like slightly under a thousand. Mm. Just because a lot of it is like either my insurance, which is 180, and then you got um, gym, which is about 30 to 40 bucks a month, and then food, and then Subway. Also, most people don't have a gym that, that that's that cheap. That's true. Yeah. Unless you go to Blink, and Blink sucks. So I was like nine bucks, not. Nah, no, Blink is it. like 20, and it's like the, the discounted Equinox. Dude, I'm, uh, dude, I, in my old apartment where I used to live with Will and Sam, we used to go to, the, I think that one, Blink, not gonna trash them, but like it was always packed, so yeah. many people, and like, I don't think anyone, like half the people knew what they were doing. No, you can tell right? when someone, dude, the gym that you guys go to Mid City, that place is n- notorious for just having like, notorious is like negative connotation. No, no, but they're known for, apparently they're the oldest gym in New York City, right? Yeah, and the longest standing. Yeah, and like they open no matter what. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no matter what, which is awesome. Like when my gym was closed, you guys, it was a we snow day. Go, yeah. Two days off, yeah. you guys, it was still open. <laughs> you gotta go for the gains. <laughs> exactly, you have to. Um, oh yeah, that's one thing that also changed for us, I think. Mm. We started gymming more. We prioritized our health. Yes. I definitely spend more money now on doctor's appointments. <laughs> Which is, hey, you gotta improve yourself first. Yeah. Like, if you're happy with how you look and how you feel, everything else is gonna be like, good. Yeah, the fake it till you make it. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. <laughs> Get out of here, my guy. <laughs> well, not really fake it till you make it. It's more like, you have to like kind of manifest what you want to be. As we spoke with Anna, yeah. right? Episode yeah. three. Episode three. Um, and figuring that out for ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, Would you say that you're a lot healthier now and you put a stronger emphasis on taking yourself because of COVID? We don't know. Here's why. Why? Everything's still shut down. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what's going to happen when everything opens up again. So you're saying like it could potentially we would all go revert back we to, could all go to shit what again. we're normal. <laughs> we can, everything can go to shit again. For Honestly, us. I hope we don't. Because I kind of like, I mean, I miss going out. Like, I miss going to raves, concerts, and just doing random shit and making a fool of himself. But I think I'm going to minimize it that. I think maybe like once a month. Okay, maybe twice. Yeah, (laughs) see, see, that's what I'm saying. You can't, don't don't fuck with me right now, dude. I I know exactly what you're trying to say. (laughs) But like, no, as I was saying, right? That's why I can't, I can't tell you right now. Yeah. If I'm going to stick to this lifestyle, Post-COVID, because, okay, first of all, I can't get DJ gigs unless I leave the house. That's true. I also can't meet people unless I leave the house, too. Yeah. It's tough. You're also single, so you can't go on dates unless you leave the house. <laughs> Why are you calling me out, No, bro? but I'm just saying, that's also another <laughs> yeah, thing for you, right? And then the, the fourth thing is, like, once things do open up and we feel better, maybe instead of going to restaurants to eat dinner, we just get drinks. What do you mean? So like we cook at home and, cook, then, and then we go. after that we go drink. Because that's what I used to do when I was broke. That's actually smart because then that means at least we know what we're putting in our body and then exactly. we can like in our head. I mean, you once we're lit, I don't know how much we can like actually remember, but like we can at least like get an idea of like how much calorie like per shot. Because you said a shot is like 100 calories, right? Roughly. Roughly, yeah. Minus the sugar. Yeah. So that's why if you get a drink, you should be getting either a gin and tonic, a vodka soda, anything with a clear liquid so that you know that the soda that's mixed with it has no calories. Like so for a, those who want to maximize their time out and like not gain too many calories, exactly. Just order the drink that Gio just mentioned. Anything with a with soda water in it. Or seltzer actually is really good. Seltzer, seltzer. and like vodka. Seltzer, vodka, seltzer, seltzer, seltzer 
tequila. <laughs> it's um, dangerous, man. <laughs> yeah, but that's why. But you know what's going into your body because you know if it's just seltzer, there's no calories in it. And you can estimate mm. a shot is like 100 calories, etc. Yeah. I mean, they might water it down, right? Well, just whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> by the time we all go out, it's, it, it doesn't gonna be, matter. We're all going to be too fucked up to care. Um, but that's, those are things that are going to change, right? Moving forward. Because we know that once things open up, it won't be the same, but we'll be able to like recalibrate how we feel about these types of things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's important to know. Is that, that's why I couldn't answer your question when you asked me, do you think you're going to stick to this lifestyle? I don't know because once everyone starts hitting you up and they're like, hey, let's go out. It's another weekend. Yo, we were like, we were like sexually frustrated, stuck in our rooms, couldn't go anywhere. Like I had no friends. That's true. For we're, still, we're still pretty exactly. easily enabled. Or we're just weak. Who knows? We don't have a, what is that called? Like something will- Self-control. Self-control, strong will. Willpower. Will, willpower. Exactly. We don't, we don't have that much strong will. <laughs> I think we're easily convinced to like, hey, dude, if we're going out, you got to come out. <laughs> like TFTI, right? <laughs> yeah, no, because you feel like- the FOMO. You're missing out. But I think because we're getting older, that FOMO will start to go away. Um, yeah, as we mature more, I think what we care about is less of that. Would yeah, because say? we know we want to become better people. Yeah. Well, in quotes. In I, don't, quotes. I, I, I don't know for sure if we're going to do that. Let's, let's be real here. We say that on camera, but then do we really think we're going to do that? I think so. But I guess well, this this recording will be This our, is the benchmark. Uh, benchmark. Exactly. This is the benchmark. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where we are in six months and yeah. be like, dude, we were yeah. a piece of shit. Like, yeah, we, we just lied. <laughs> we just lied on camera to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, no, that's why we can't. We can't. We can't just like say that. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. It's not like a hundred percent. We're gonna do this, right? Because we don't know what's gonna happen. Exactly. Unfortunately, COVID might still be around, and we're we're still going through this shit. But hopefully, it gets better. Hopefully, New York City fixes this up. We can get our vaccine soon. It's more widespread and things can become a little bit more normal. Exactly. Right? But what do you think is something that you can improve on right now then? Because we're talking about like, Ooh. do you think we've improved? We have improved over the last like year, right? And we're not the same people we were a year ago. Right. But now, what's something you can take moving forward that you can improve on? Something like what I've learned over the past year or just kind of… I guess one thing that comes to mind is to consistently stay… Driven. I think that's one thing I have to improve on. I mean, it's tough because it's sometimes you just get distracted easily, right? Sometimes you just have brain farts and where you just kind of lose focus. Like I think I was talking to my colleague um, three days ago. We were, we were saying like how like if we put in just a little bit more effort, we could be closing a little bit more deals. But why is that? It's because we're feeling lazy. It's because like you said, today marks basically a year. And a year of this is very, very, it's tiring. Like, it's like, not FOMO, but it's like. Wait, FOMO? What do you mean FOMO? Not FOMO. Um, what is that called? Like pandemic, exa- not anxiety. Uh, pandemic fatigue. Pandemic fatigue. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Sorry, pandemic fatigue. I, I said that very weird. Pandemic fatigue. Pandemic fatigue. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm definitely feeling that right but what's, now. What's that defined as? What does that mean? Isn't it like basically because this, this COVID has been going on for so long, you're already getting to that point of slowly of like, all right, I don't really care as much anymore. Is that the right definition? Or I, I, f- I feel like the end of pandemic fatigue is when you're, you feel as though you don't want to deal with the pandemic anymore. Mm. So you stop caring about it. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think, I think our apartment, I think we do a good job in terms of setting rules and guidances, even though sometimes it's a pain in the butt. 
No, it's a total pain in the ass. It's totally a pain in the butt, but I think morally for to protect to, to keep each other safe, I think it's the best thing. But I'm definitely feeling that fatigue. Like I see people going to Florida, going going out and traveling, and I'm just super super jealous because before like before COVID, right? You know my my lifestyle is kind of I work my butt off from March through October, November, and I would just take two months off. Like I think right before COVID, I took the month of November and January off. I think that's one thing I generally miss. I just miss traveling. I miss mm-hmm. my family, man. I haven't. Both of us haven't seen our family for a year plus. Yeah, this is the longest I've gone without seeing my. It's parents. frustrating. It is because I know I can go back. It's like, just too but, much of a hassle. Yeah, too much of a hassle. You don't want to risk it either. Like yes, we can do all the things of getting tested, quarantining, but there's still a slim chance. Yeah, but at, le- at least we know right now that we haven't seen our family. They're alive. Yeah, that's true too. They're okay. Yeah, you know they're okay, and that's 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 the like the driving force and like not forcing you to leave. Yeah, um, and that's fine. Like we don't have to go because let's see. Realistically, for me, it's not fun to to, to do that. To what? To travel to back travel home. back home home because it takes like what twelve hours to actually no, like fly 16, back. Sixteen oh, straight flight. Oh God, that's that's that's, oh. that's if you take the straight flight. If you don't <clears> take the straight flight, it's twenty four hours because there's layovers. Mm. So it's really long. Um, but do you like? Miss them? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's like, I can't make it home yet because I know it's not the time yet. Right. Um, and also, they're going to come probably so, to get their vaccines. Yeah, in June, July, yeah, maybe. because they're American, so they can yeah, come back. That's true. Um, yeah. Whenever they're eligible, because my mom is eligible now. Yeah. My yeah, dad my, might be too, who knows. Um, I mean, isn't it both 65? Yeah, but my dad's not that old yet. And he doesn't, yeah, it's like you need to have like certain conditions, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they qualify yet. Um, so it, it's it'll, it'll, it'll work itself out. But that is something that we have to like just just weigh out. We can't like do that. Um, As in like slowly get over this pandemic fatigue? Yeah, it's it's just, it happens because we can't, we're, we're stuck. Like, and so it's all about like getting out of the minds. Like, okay, I don't want to sound like you can just brush it off because you can't brush it no, off. This is something not. that you, none of us expected. No. This has been a hard year. Yes. And things are changing a lot. Yeah. Like, Everything's adapting too, mm-hmm. you know? and so you have to adapt too. But it's not like <clears throat> I think, like mentally, it's not gonna just work itself out. Um, like for example, I know like me going to therapy helped a lot because mm-hmm. I didn't think I didn't feel anxiety to the levels I felt until like this year until COVID until COVID because I didn't know what anxiety felt like. Right. Because I, I know I know what it feels like to be nervous because I have to fucking perform in front of people. Yeah. No, I still hate like talking in front of my. A bunch of people. I think I still, I'm really? still stage fright a Dude, lot. Dude, you, you're a salesman. I know. That that that, that dumbfounds me because this is your job, and you still feel the the pit in your stomach. I still feel the pit. Wow. But I think that's why I'm forcing myself to do this podcast too. Is just to, well, not force. Just you see this as an opportunity to improve that public speaking because I mean, like, once we can actually have guests over, you're just kind of talking, right? Like, once you kind of do that in front of a grand bigger scheme, I think it's going to be a lot easier. I think I just have to be put in that situation and just, you know, I'm 25, right? You just got to get over that stage fright. Yeah, exactly. And right? we have time. So it's, yeah. it's like you have a lot of time to figure it out. It's not going to happen like right now, mm-hmm. but it's going to take time. And plus, we'll be, you'll become more articulate in the way you say things and all that stuff too. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully with this. I think so. Thank you. I think you've been getting better. We're improving slowly. Yeah, just everyone listen to episode one. We were using you know a lot and um a lot, but I still use like sometimes. I still keep saying, right? Right. So those things are some things are things that I need to work on too. So 
that's true. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Yeah. It, it's a whole process, and just be patient. Patience what is it? Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot. Where he's like, "You have time. Being forty is super young." Yeah, because it we is. We can still make mistakes. We can still fail. Exactly. We're heck young, dude. Like, especially with medicine down the road. I think we're gonna be living till eighty easily. But do I want to work till eighty? No. I don't think anyone <laughs> is gonna be working till they're eighty. Do you? Yeah, but then how are we gonna survive without working? It's called having a stock portfolio. <laughs> And just letting that live. Dude, think about it. Yeah, if you have $2 million in a stock bro, portfolio. The market the past two weeks has been red. It's fine. Anyways, you get rebounds. Just yeah, buy rebounds. as the thing Buy the dip, out. right? Buy, buy the, the dip, dips, guys. <laughs> just buy the dip. That's what Again, I've been we're doing. we're not, you know. We're not financial <laughs> advisors, but that's what I've been doing. <laughs> just so if I get dip. wrecked, I get wrecked. So You just got to <laughs> fix your averages. <laughs> just fix it. <laughs> because it already went down. I mean, yeah, the market the past like two weeks hasn't been great. And, you know, it's it's not within our expertise to play. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When we're older, we... Can I just have like a stock portfolio that just like funds us? Because yeah, think about it. If you have like three million dollars, three million dollars times I, what? I calculated. I want at least. I need at least five mil. Why? So then I get at least two hundred k a year. I off, think two hundred. I think off what? Off what annual return? Five percent, right? Am I dumb? Oh, is that, am I dumb? So you want that? Because like, <laughs> yeah, I want that. At least two hundred. I think is a good like number. Like because like once we get older, we're gonna have family. We're gonna have kids, and you have like you have a spouse. So yeah, your spouse might have money too. Well, they will. I'm have totally money. fine with. I'm actually assuming that you marry the right person. Yeah, they'll probably have money. I'm totally fine with marrying someone who makes more than me. Yeah, same. Right? That's like, very I'm, attractive. Like, like, I'm also fine with being a stay-at-home dad too. Really? Yeah. So you would? Quit real I mean, I would. I, no. To take care of your kids when you're like 45, 50. If I have to, and if she, she's, she wants to work. She wants to focus on her career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fine no, with that. Fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. The, but the beauty of real estate too is though, you don't have eight to five. You literally can work whenever you want. So that's how much also hours true. you put in. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I love about real estate. Because you put how much hour you put in and like that flexibility, yeah, it's totally chill. Mm. I think once like we get to that point, once we, you know, you know, are married, have kids and everything, you know, for me personally, I think I'm just gonna focus more on sales and then that requires less running around. Mm, that's true, because you know? if you do one sale per month and you get like what what's two point five percent? Two point five each sale is a million, that's twenty five K. Twenty five K times twelve. That's a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. That's what, three hundred grand? No, 400. No, 200. 200. 20, 20, 20, 20, 2.5. Oh my God. <laughs> you see, this Matt, is why we should <laughs> I can't believe this right now. It's okay. You got a higher SAT score than me, so it's fine. No, I took the ACT. Oh, wait. You did have to, is there a math section in that? Yeah. Oh, I got a 35 on math. Yeah. So you totally beat me. <laughs> but then the English, I think I got a 26 or 27. That's why my score was like a 31 or something. Damn. But yeah, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. So 2.5% yeah. of a mil is 25K. Mm-hmm. 25K times 12, that's that's 300K. Right? Dude, I damn. I said 400K. I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> For all the abacus and Kumon and Mathanasium. I'm failed. sorry, mom. I failed. I also went to Kumon and I still did that faster than you, dude. <laughs> oh my God. This whole podcast oh, is just shoot. me shitting on you, dude. <laughs> oh. I hope my mom's not listening to this because that means she blew thousands of dollars on Kumon. Is it? Did you? Yeah. So that's another thing. What's like up? we're talking about like mental health within the Asian community and why people don't want to talk about it. Like you were talking about how like for example, we're talking about fatigue, COVID fatigue earlier. Pandemic fatigue. Or yeah, yeah. pandemic fatigue. Yeah. Um, segwaying out of our previous section about like, yeah, when we retire and all that stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. um, the thing is, we don't understand what our like parents have gone through in that, in that vein, right? What do you mean? Because, for example, we don't know what they experienced when they 
came to the U.S. and had to figure shit out. We don't know how they felt. Mm. And we're first-gen kids. Or I'm Gen Zero, technically. Am I considered first-gen if my parents came… I think my dad came when he was an eighth grader. And my mom came a little bit later. Like but you were born here, right? I was born here. You were born here, but your, your parents moved here. Yeah. So am I considered Gen Zero? I think Gen you're first-gen. First gen? I say I'm Gen Zero because yeah. my parents aren't here anymore. Okay. Because um, they were here and yeah. they left. Yeah. So, yeah. Because we're like Gen Zero, first-gen, right? Because we, we understand the whole mental health and how to communicate that properly. This is a little bit more Western. It's, it's not, a Western idea, it's I think, right? It's Western. I think, in my opinion, right? Because yeah. in the Philippines, people accept it for what it is. Um, so do you think it's, it's a ta- taboo, Asian taboo topic? I think it's an Asian taboo topic. <clears throat> but it's more like the reason we don't talk about it is because we don't know how to communicate it properly. I don't. Because I was thinking about this. I was like, how do I actually say depressed in Mandarin? I don't know. Or how do you describe the feeling? Yeah, the feeling of being depressed. Do you think that if you described it to your parents, they would understand what that means? I don't even know how to do it. I was like literally like, I think three days ago, I was like, what if I want to tell my mom like back in, I think, I think a couple months after I moved back to California, I, was, I don't think I was like fully depressed, but I was sad, right? But I never told my parents. And like, I don't even know how I would bring it up or even say it. Like, do I tell them? Yeah, I don't know even how to say it. Like I want it right now, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a language issue, right? Well, for, for us, at least for my family, they understand. So right. is there is there a certain word you can say? No, we just use the English word. English word, right? Because but you see, like my parents, I mean, even though they came here and they went to middle school and high school here, and my mom had community college, I don't think they knew. No, I don't. I mean, maybe I should ask, but I never I haven't that had that conversation. Yeah, maybe them, you should you ask. Know? But hey, maybe mom, the whole you, point that you don't know what's happening is because you haven't asked. That's true. So maybe you should just ask. So like, mom, do you know what depression means? Do you know? Do you or do you anxiety? know what that feels like or what that is supposed to be like? Maybe I should. Maybe that's where you start. And if they yeah. say no, then it's like, okay, I'll figure it out. And then you figure it out. Because <laughs> I literally don't know how to bring it. I guess I should just say it in English and see what they say. And if they're like, huh? Someone? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just be like, never mind, mom. Let me let me come back to you in like an hour or two and try to figure this out. Yeah. Let me let me Google translate everything I need to say to you right now. Yeah. Or something like that. Because you said that your Mandarin or your Taiwanese is not. I don't know Taiwanese. Slow. I know how to hear, listen to it. I know me and my parents speak Mandarin though. Oh, your parents speak Mandarin? Yeah. Oh. Uh, my dad knows Taiwanese. My mom knows Taiwanese, but she doesn't really say it that much. So basically, essentially, when I'm home, my my uncle, grandpa, um, dad, or even when we're in Taiwan with our family members there, they always speak Taiwanese, and I have to be like, "Mom, what are they saying?" <laughs> like the only thing I know is like "japa" and "japan," which is like "I'm full" and like "let's eat," or mm. like "tiabo," which is yeah. like "I don't understand." So I I really don't really understand Taiwanese. That yeah, much. I mean that's like the my dad's side of the family yeah. because my dad's side is from the Bisayan region, mm-hmm. Bisayan region. Um, and they speak a dialect. So when my dad goes down there and he speaks to his family members, yeah, um, they speak a dialect, so I can't understand them, and, and neither can my mom. Right. So it's hard for us to understand them. Uh, and I don't. I I I'm like not fluent in Tagalog. Tagalog. Right. In, in Tagalog as, as much as I'd like to be. Um, Wait. So have you? Sorry. Kind of just. I want to kind of kind of go back to a little bit in terms of like mental health, right? Yeah. For you, I know you kind of said like you guys just say the English word. Mm-hmm. What about like your other family members who don't really know English? They all know English. They all they all know English. Okay, so th- so they're very very familiar with the concept, the I- not concept well, idea, but like the whole mental health. Well, they wouldn't. They they know the concept. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they know what it is. Yeah, they just haven't been able to fully encapsulate that and give it back to you. Because gotcha. um, I I don't think I've ever talked to any of my family members who are older about yeah. depression. I don't think I either too. Like I never well, talked to my grandpa either. There are other mental illness illnesses that we have talked about mm. that are more yeah. severe that you can actually diagnose. 
Oh, like schizophrenia? Is that like, one? No. Bipolar, Alzheimer's, schizophrenia, oh, Alzheimer's, like yeah. all that stuff. Like, okay. I know a lot of my grandparents have gotten Alzheimer's. Yeah. Because they wouldn't, some of them would think that we would still be, I would still be living in the, I would still be living mm -hmm. in the US when I was back in the Philippines. Mm. So that's how I knew that we understand the concept of mental health and disease. But maybe these other diseases like depression, anxiety. They probably don't really understand it. They probably don't fully understand it because you might just be nervous. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, you might just be sad. Yeah. Right? I think like when I was growing up, like when I felt certain ways, I don't want to, I don't tell them because I don't want to burden them in a certain way. Well, let's, let's not say that it's, you don't want to burden them. It's more yeah. like you didn't know how to express it properly to yeah. the point that like knowledge. Because as you said earlier, right? I am not sure if my parents understand what it is to begin with. That's true. And you haven't asked. So you don't <laughs> I know. haven't asked. I would, you're right. <sighs> Maybe I'll just bring it up. So it's not an issue of do issue. they understand. It's, yeah, it's an issue yeah. of if I want to bring it up. Then. Do you want to bring it up? And yeah. once they tell me that they understand, will this make sense to us? And can I express how I feel to them? That's true. Exactly. So I think before part of me was like, oh, like I don't want to come off as, like you said, burden or come off as weak or just because they they've done so much for us to get to where mm -hmm. we are now and to like throw that out there. It's like shit. Like yeah, let's grow up. But like obviously these are. Serious issues. Serious, yeah, exactly. Serious things that you gotta work. So we're talking about mental health. The whole point is like, if you can acknowledge your feelings and understand where those are coming from, because there's a root cause. As, as I've worked through things like with a therapist, right? So mm -hmm. if there's like a root cause of what's causing these things to happen, you have to figure out ways to like cut them out and figure out what is causing these things to happen. Is, that, are, is that something that you realize by yourself or through the help with talking to your therapist? You have the answers. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all know what we want to do. You just don't say it. Yeah. We don't want to admit it or we're, we're kind of scared to like, because once we say it out loud, it's like, it's out there. Exactly. And right? okay, this is what, okay, we were talking with someone earlier this week about milestones. Oh, oh, William. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are talking about milestones. Yeah. So what are your, what's your opinion on people after 22, mm -hmm. after college, Yeah. After we've graduated and we found our jobs, what's your opinion on us not having milestones? I think we still do to some extent. Not like what we discussed like offline, how like every year we grow up, like first grade, second grade, third grade, that, that, those are our milestones, right? And then after 12th grade, it's like you get into college, right? Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. And after senior year, it's like, get a job. After that, it's like, now what do we do, <laughs> right? Do we, are we going to just work until we retire at 65, 70, whatever the age is going to be for us in the future? Is that gonna be the mile. I think there, I personally think there's, I, I think I thought about it a little bit. I think there's a little bit more. I think like for us, it's like, besides getting married, having kids, grandchildren, I guess down the road, I think we still have like certain milestones that we set for ourselves. Like for me personally, it's like, all right, buying a house. And then after that's like, um, what is it called? Paying my parents' mortgage off. Third, starting a fundraising down the road. I think like there are still personal milestones. You have to just make the milestones for yourself. Yeah. See the whole point, okay, this is what I think. When we're talking about it, I was like, yeah, Yes, things slow down. Yes, we don't have as much that's happening that's moving so quick. Mm -mm. But here's the thing. Life is what you perceive it. So if you think that you don't have anything to look forward to, you're not going to have anything to look forward to. Yeah, you're not going like, to improve. You're not going to spend exactly. your time working on towards something. This is why I don't sit on my ass on weekends and like do like and just watch anime all week. All I'm sorry. Time. Sometimes I do that. No, but like, <laughs> I know that you do it because it's like your form of relaxing. Yeah, right? because I'm always out and Exactly. About. And when I do that stuff, I don't binge stuff. 
The only time I binge stuff was when I had to quarantine after my New Year's trip. <laughs> yeah. And I finished Cobra Kai in like two days. That was also a great recommendation, Gio. <laughs> Cobra Kai That was a great was show great. too. And yeah. you know, I don't watch a lot of shows. No. So when I was like, guys, you have to watch this show. It was good. <laughs> but as I was going uh, to my point, like yeah. when I was talking about how like you have to like make your own life, you have to make your own milestones too. Mm-hmm. Like look back at the things you like, do those things you like, make those into milestones. Yeah. If I didn't have music in my life, dude, I'd probably like be doing something else. Because there's like a bunch of things within music that you can do and improve exactly. on, right? It's like, okay, I produced this song. It's like, and then you have like your collective listen to it mm-hmm. or people in the public listen to it. They're going to give you feedback. Exactly. And that's one milestone. It's like, okay, like I did that. Now what can I do to make it better or improve? Or how do I just get a bigger group of people to, I guess, understand what I'm doing, enjoying exactly. what I produced? So there is, there are ways to make your own milestones. And- for example, as you were saying, buying a house, mm-hmm. getting married. Yes, those are milestones, but what are your personal milestones? Because in college, we had a lot of personal milestones, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was like, I joined a fraternity. I <laughs> like did XYZ for I got fraternity. an internship. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a full-time job now. Like yeah. all these things, right? Yeah, yeah. You can make your milestones and that will like help you like push your momentum forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't have that. They don't have goals that they want to, like not goals. Take that back. They don't have like a drive to do something else other than what one thing. Because it's like, yes, we're going to be working the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Might as well make it fun. Yeah. Like this is working. Like we're literally working right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Might as well make it fun. Yeah. And so this is fun. When you're at work, here's what I'll, I've mm-hmm. also done at work to like also be like, this is actually like I'm actually having fun. Like, dude, if I make that formula work, I'm just like, <laughs> it's a small win. Yeah, it's a small win, dude. Like, if you're happy about the little things in life, you're you're gonna be happy regardless. Yeah, but for us, we're always like trying to do more, and I think sometimes that that makes us unhappy. You know what I mean? I mean, like sometimes it's nice to have goals, but sometimes like, if you focus on it too too much and just literally put everything into it, I don't think you'll be happy, mm-hmm. right? I don't that's, know. That's, that's, just, that, that's I, just me. I think. So you're saying that because. We're so focused on doing, 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 doing. We don't have that whole like, slow down, enjoy this moment for what it is. Yeah. Like drinking like nice cold water. (laughs) That's happening. No, this is, some people aren't lucky enough to drink water, like tap water. Yeah. Right? That's that, that, that. That is what the whole thing you just said. It's like, they're like these little things. Like I was saying earlier, little things are what matter. Yeah. Right? Like this is cold water. But people in like, Certain areas just—they don't get that. They don't get. They don't have the opportunity. Yeah, like that sucks. But that—that's why the we're going back to what we're talking about with milestones. There's this whole like concept of like you can't just do 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 do. You have to slow down every once in a while too, Mm -hmm. because we're talking about like goals and how some people don't have goals and so they're unhappy. But there's also that balance of like, hey, I have these goals and I've done things, but I also need to slow down and just like. Appreciate what has happened. Yeah. Cherish the moment, what you're doing now, what's around you. Do you also think that, to follow up that, mm-hmm. to follow up on that, to cherish things that have happened, do you think a lot of people don't practice gratitude for the things they have now? Especially in the first world countries like we are now. A lot of your friends, do you I think, think we they- take a lot of things for granted. Okay, but w- w- for like what? Like example like what? Water. Okay. Right? I mean, that's something, like, for us, it's so basic. I thought you were going to say something super profound. Like, dude, <laughs> the, the soil we stand it's on was fought for by the forefathers <laughs> of the U.S. Or something like that, dude. Holy you know? I thought you were, <laughs> were going to say something super profound, but you said water, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We'll, we'll write a poem later. It's fine. Water. Water. Just, just water, man. Water was so great. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I no, think I wanted to go a little bit deeper into something else. But you want to you elaborate on your elaborate on my question then? What, like, what, 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 what do you think? How about you answer it first while I think? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So the the question was, what do you think we take for granted in the first world countries? Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So definitely, what I do did take for granted when I go home. I'm gonna reverse this because I used to I grew up with like household help. Yeah. So You're lucky piece of butt. Yeah, I mean, dude. It's normal in Asia. You guys talk about like how having household help in the, is like so bougie. I'm like, guys, it it's bougie. so, it's, it's okay. Dude, what do I you, never had that. What do you before? spend $150 on in a month? Me? Yeah. What do you mean? What like, do you spend like, 100, like right now? Like, like what, right now, what have you spent $150 on? What did I spend right now? Subway ticket, groceries, paying my insurance. Okay. So if you took all of that stuff. Yeah. You made an extra $150. You could have had household help that will do your groceries, your laundry, and clean your house for you for that price. If you're in Asia. Oh, shit. Yeah. That must be nice. See? And you can pray, maybe get a chauffeur for 200 No, I remember I went to Bali with Sam and uh, some other bros. And dude, like we paid 30 US for a driver for the whole day. Exactly. And 30 US That's actually expensive. gets like an Uber ride to like Midtown right now probably. <laughs> But we, we, like, yeah, it's crazy. So that's, that's the whole point. It's like you take those, I took those things for granted. In a first world country, my things that I took for granted from a privilege standpoint was outsourcing those things. But also, one thing that we take for granted here in this world is that you don't see the perspective of the ultra, the, super, the people that are really, really poor. Mm. So like when I grew up in the Philippines, I, we, we did like community service. We were doing community service for kids that lived in graveyards. So oh, shoot. imagine that you walk into the graveyard. Yeah. And they're not like tombstones. You know how in the US it's like tomb- tombstones? Mm-hmm. Imagine. Oh, I think I saw a video. It's like. Uh, they're like. They're like stacked they put other, the right? caskets yeah. into like. It's yeah. kind of like uh, where they do the. Where they burn people. I remember I saw a documentary. Like sometimes people just like kids. Like poor kids like actually live in them. Right too. Those are the people we volunteered for. So it was called Specs. I can't remember the exact name, but S-P-E-C. And so basically what it was, was like these kids and these families would live in the graveyards where it was kind of like a library where it was like different coffins just or like remains stacked up in boxes um, that looked like a library bookcase. Imagine that. And so each of those sections, so each body that goes into each of those sections, people couldn't even pay for that. So when the people can't pay for that, they vacate it. They just throw the remains into a general shed. That shed is around the corner. We went to that Wait, shed. Wait, so, so you're saying like once people can't pay like the monthly payment, they just take it out, they t- dump it, they it with a bunch of the other people who mm-hmm. unfortunately can't pay for it. Exactly. And they just either burn it or just, yeah. just leave it there. And they, No, they chuck it. They just chuck it chuck into… It in the ocean? They, no, they chuck it into the, the shed that I said was around the corner. And they put those into just like plastic bags. Yeah. And you just like walk into that shed and it's just a bunch of human bones. Um… And they showed Dude, that to what? us when we went for volunteering. They were yeah. like, yeah, this is where the bones go when people can't pay for them. So I saw that. Yeah. And so then I don't know people, if you can answer this, but like, can people like start paying in and then they finally get the shit? Or is it just like, once you miss payments, you're just in that grade? I don't know. Pass it back. Okay. But, but basically what happened was <clears throat> those kids, when they didn't have homes, yeah. they would sleep in those places to get out of the rain. 
So when they vacate the, the tombstones, they would definition. sleep in the they would sleep in the crevices. Yeah. Um to get out of the to, to, get, to get out of the rain, to get out of the elements. Stay warm, and stay so dry and everything. That allowed me to see perspective, which is one thing that people here take for granted. Like people here are like really ungrateful for like the little things. It's like people you, like they expect it, I guess, right? And then people like in other countries they 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 don't get that small thing and like that stuff. Yeah. That's why like you notice like when we're like inconvenienced and everyone in the house is complaining, I'm just kind of like, guys, it's just whatever. <laughs> just chill out. Everyone chill. Like we're fine. Yeah. Um and so that's why I, I try not that's why it like has taught me to not complain about those things that I take for granted. Cause a lot of people here take it for granted. Yeah. Um a lot of things. Oh, yeah. But that's also that also begs the question, right? Because we take those things for granted, does that mean we're truly we're truly better off, right? Or do you think that you need the perspective to like actually improve? Because I feel like you, you might. I think you might need the perspective. Yeah. Because I think like I think when I was little, I went to China and went to like the Forbidden City or just walking around, and then you just see like these kids coming up to you asking for money, mm. and I got very scared. I was like, "Why? Like I'm a little kid. I don't do that." States mm-hmm. like where are all these kids coming up to me? But like they don't, they don't have the luxury to, they don't have the means, I guess, to live comfortably. I guess. Mm-hmm. Have right? you have you gone driving? You've driven with me before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I, I do you do I you get know? So scared when I drive with you, dude. Go I'm, a, I'm a backseat driver. Fuck off, dude. You're so bad, dude. I get so scared. It makes I'm me stressed. Like, Wait, <laughs> you make you stress me out. But when but when, Gio, <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. Okay. We I know, did almost. I know. I, shh, shh, it's okay. Um, a lot, but what was I gonna that's say? not the point. I'm sorry. That's not the point. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So with the driving, right? When you were talking about people begging and all that stuff, mm-hmm. in the Philippines, when people are driving, there are people on the street that actually beg and like knock on your window um, when you're driving. So, like forcefully. Mm. So like they're, like they're like young kids who yeah. are either like they're well, half blinded well, or they like really like just. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, which I think made me super like I was just like, what is going on? Like I felt very uncomfortable. Like yeah, right now they I'm kept, like thinking they about kept, it. They kept yeah, like, like didn't they? I was just like, what is going on? They're like like in your face about yeah, it too. Yeah. Um and that's that's what happened to me too. Like when we're driving, like they try to like open your door and like stuff like that too. Which is why like whenever I'm driving, I notice I always double lock the door whenever I see someone on the side. Yeah, dude, you don't notice Yo. it. But no, every time we're driving and yeah. I see someone on the street like begging and they yeah. like I'm like, oh god, I have to like lock to the sure. door. It's because like you've been kind of conditioned to, right? I've been conditioned because my yeah. my my our driver did it and my father ah, did it and my okay. mom does it too. So everyone in my family does it because like yeah. we've seen people like try and open the door. Barge. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, so at least here, like when you see people, at least they're kind of like nice about it, and then you kind of just like if you didn't have the money to give, you just like, I'm sorry. Exactly. Or, or just like And they go away. Like and they actually are like yeah. thoughtfully because they just walk away. Exactly. Like, like in Asia, it's again. Like in Asia, said, dude, yeah. Like when we're when we're doing outdoor dining back summer last summer, it reminded me of home because a lot of people would come up and ask you for money when, when you're eating too. Oh, did I, you remember? Did I tell you this story? Like a month ago, I was with a client and her mom, and we ate at, at nine, and we were eating on the outside, and then a homeless guy tried like asking for stuff, and we're like, oh no, like, we don't. He walked away, and then suddenly he tried barging in, and you tried taking a knife. What? And I was just like, what is going on? What? And we literally tried to like fight it off. And then like finally like he like, we're like trying to close the door, close the door. And then like a guy tried to call the cops and we were just like, did that just happen? That's crazy. Yeah. So he actually like 
came into your outdoor dining yeah. thing and then opened like it. opened it. And- okay, so at first Woo! I thought he was like, he was trying to reach in, right? And I thought he just wanted some food. But then unfortunately at that point, we already almost finished, right? And it's like also COVID. You don't want to give food to like, if it's already eaten. So we were just like, no, 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 please like, please go away. Like we don't have anything. I'm sorry. And then he tried grabbing the knife. And we're just like, what is going on? Like we literally like tried to like push him and like everything. And we're just like, oh God. And that, that gave me like, that woke up call. I was like, oh God, like we got to uh, just be careful. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Stay cautious about that, everything. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. At least, at least you got through it and you're okay now. Um, yeah. But that's, that's, those are like some crazy stories, man. But like. When you were back in college, did you have anything like that you like really remembered that you really want to like that really stuck out to you by any chance? Like besides like not focusing on work and everything, I don't think there's like one particular thing that I would want to change or fix because I think I wouldn't be the person that I am mm. now. So you you wouldn't go back in time to try and fix something. No. Really? Like before I would say 100% I would, but I don't think so. I think I I think I'm at peace with what has happened the past 24 25 years and I'm happy who, for who I am. Okay. Now. So let me rephrase the question. Yeah. If you took one thing out of college or fixed something in college, yeah. How do you think it would have affected your life now? Oh, well, actually there's one thing I would want it. I guess not necessarily fixed, but a mindset that I wish I didn't have in college. Uh, I had the mindset of I was always going to be going home after I graduated college. And that mm-hmm. really screwed me up in terms of my motivation to do better, to focus on, like I said earlier, getting a job, internship. Because I was like, again, I'm an only child like you. And my parents literally brainwashed me to say, you're coming back after college. We, you know, help support you, you know, allowances during those four years. Now, after you graduate, get that uh, diploma, you have to come back. So I always had that mindset like, oh, no matter what I do, even if I get a job, even if I've worked hard, they're going to force me to come back. And that really screwed things up for me in terms of how I thought about things. But I think once I finally moved back home and stayed with him for a little bit, like, again, worked with them for a little bit and then explained to them like, hey, I think there are better opportunities for me in New York to improve things. Because I think back then, I don't know if I told you, I promised my company that I was going to, like I was interning for a company, finally, my senior second semester. You were interning for a company where? In New York. New York, okay. Like the, the company that I work for now, I was actually, I finally got an internship. Because I was like, oh shoot, maybe I should actually think about my after college, you know? And it actually took them convincing like, hey, like, okay, like I promised them that I would come back. I shouldn't break this promise. Things with real estate is that it comes around, you know? It's like once I, maybe if I do go back to California in the future, if I have clients, I can just refer someone there, you know? But then if I t- lie to them and stuff like that, that would be a terrible look for me. What if I go back to California 10 years from now, five years from now, if they have my friend, colleague who's in New York City, wants to refer someone, they'll be more likely to trust me now mm. once I move back to California because I didn't lie. I, I was like, I, yeah. I don't know. Did I answer the question? So you would have rather... I would have rather open ha- mind. open mind about things and like hope my parents would, like if I did get a job, nice job here earlier, they would be like, okay, do it. But no, I had the mindset of like, okay, they'll never. But then finally, like six months later, I was like, explain them, break that down, the whole entire thing of like, it's better for me to go there, for me to continue to grow as a person, as a career. It'll be the best thing. It'll be better for all of us. And I mm-hmm. think they finally understood that. I mean, that's good. Like if, if, 
if you know that that's a thing that you would have changed, like you, you're doing it now. Yeah. So that's that's what matters. And like I feel like over the last year, we've all become a lot better as people. And I'm definitely not the same person I was last month, and all, yeah. even last March. Yeah, completely right. Yeah. I mean, for, what about you? Like, if you could go back to college, what would something? What would be one thing that stand out that you would want to try to fix or improve or do better? I guess. Honestly, I think I wouldn't have played rugby. Um, I thought you loved rugby. I, I love the sport and I love the camaraderie. I love the whole concept of the game. It's basically like what American football is based on, right? Um, and that camaraderie and all that stuff was great. But the one thing is, like, I, I openly admit this, I'm not the greatest player. So I was playing a game that I was already disadvantaged at. But I think, like you said, right? You you wanted to play because of that camaraderie to like grow. It's like it's like a brotherhood within itself too. Exactly. But here's the thing: because you, I was already at a physical disadvantage compared to most players, mm-hmm. and playing in the U.S. is not like playing in Asia because those guys are like huge. huge. And people in Asia actually know like they're smaller, so yeah. it's more like a running game. Gotcha. Here, it's a lot of like smash, smash, smash. It's like go straight power, in, go straight right? in, go straight in. It's yeah. like a lot of power game. Yeah. Um. So it's not you're not as quick. Um. So you're not as nimble. So that put me at a disadvantage because I couldn't play the game I like playing. Which is like run, 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 speed, run, 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 run speed and, and everything, all that stuff. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and on top of that, it caused me to get injured. So, so it forced you into changing the, how, the way you play the game. And that kind of, were you going to say, like it kind of screwed you up a little bit? Screwed me up, yeah. Like I, I had to get surgery because of it. So because of that, I gave away a year of my life in college. I could have spent that year doing something for the Asian American community. Mm-hmm. I could have joined the Filipino club. I could have joined Pies earlier. Who knows? Yeah. Could have joined my fraternity earlier. But like all that stuff, it did. It led from the fact that I couldn't do that. Like I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't play rugby, so I had to do something else. And that kind of forced you into these other things? Mm-hmm. But I, already, I was already being told by my friends, yo, like you're playing a game that you're disadvantaged at already. Right. Like why are you doing that? But then would you say that, but then if you didn't play rugby, you could also maybe not have joined Pies. I think it would have. Right. I also. I, I wouldn't have joined the fraternity. Yeah, that's true. But it wouldn't. I don't know if it wouldn't have pushed me away because where where else would I have gone? That's what I'm thinking right now. I don't know. You could have found some other interest. <laughs> I mean, I could have what been in like the Filipino club. Yeah, that's like, where we all go actually. Yeah, like I joined besides the fraternity, I joined TAS, which is Taiwanese American Society, mm-hmm. to kind of just understand my culture a little bit more and to, you know, you know, interact with people that knows your tradition. Yeah, yeah. So like, wouldn't you again? Like, if you change that, you wouldn't be. The, right here in front of me. That's also true, but we don't know. Yeah. Because I think that the communities were very much aligned in some way. And it's like, I like would have you gotten, already knew you would probably... I would have probably ended up there. Okay. Because um, after the fraternity was over, like, I was still in contact with someone that wanted me to join the fraternity. Join Pies? Yeah. yeah. So, I would have gotten pushed either way regardless of if I was playing or not. Mm-hmm. So, like, some... For some reason... Whatever, however you, whatever you did, then you would still eventually be pie. You would still be eventually yeah, in front of me. Exactly. I think it still would have happened. Interesting. But the timing might have been different. So, what? so like as in, like you would have joined a little maybe bit earlier, earlier, right? Maybe earlier. Like an earlier class. Maybe an earlier class. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe I would have joined later. Who knows? Yeah. But I know I would have ended up there somehow, some way. That's a good. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Like eventually, you you know that you're gonna have been interacting with all these people that you interact with today and. Yeah. Be close with them. It's like the butterfly effect, right? You you yeah. do one thing and then it affects everything else. Yes. I feel like 
that butterfly effect that if I took rugby out of my equation mm-hmm. for the college career, mm-hmm. I think I still would have ended up in the same spot I am now. That's crazy. Because yes, getting injured caused me to rush. Yeah. But that person that was asking me to rush was still there. Was still going to like kind of give you a little nudge. Exactly. Be like, hey, join Pies. You know, these group of guys, I think you would get along really, really exactly. well. And it fits you. It fits mm-hmm. who you are as a person. And I think, like you said, you left a legacy at your particular chapter. Mm-hmm. And you think you probably would have done the same no matter what, right? Exactly. I think it would have mm-hmm. been fine. But that's, that's something that I might have changed. And like, dude, just looking back on things, like a lot of times, I remember when I would talk about like what I would look like post-college, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally gonna have like, fuck you money. And I'm gonna have like enough money to do whatever I want. But like, if you did have the fuck you money, right? Which is basically like you were so rich that money was not an object. Yeah. What's the first thing you would do? The first thing I would buy? Yeah. No, the first thing you would do, not the first. first If you had fuck you money, Mm -hmm. what's the first thing you would do? (sighs) Okay, the first thing like, what I want to do is pay off my parents' mortgage. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't throw a big rager with your no. friends? I think that's the first thing. I'm going to call my parents and be like, Mom, I finally have the money. Here you go. And then after that, then I'll throw a rager. <laughs> I think that's my mentality. My mentality is a lot of friends, loved ones, no, family and loved ones first, and then friends. I think that's kind of like mentality because they literally bled for you, sweat yeah. and tears. I think… If people would say like they're better, no, like they they aren't, like you wouldn't be here without them. Yeah, that's true. So I think I want that's the first thing I want to do. I want to give back to my family first, and then all right, like everyone that has been with me from the bottom, my struggles, I'm gonna take you guys out. Like I think I don't know if you heard about this, but George Clooney, when he was uh, when he was finally rich and stuff, successful, right? You know, he gave all his buddies one million dollars. His what? He gave all his buddies one million dollars. Oh, he can Google that. I'm gonna look at that. Yeah. George Clooney gave all his friends a million dollars. A million dollars. Even paid for the tax for it. Look that up. Oh, he does. I would love to do that. Like, that's, like I, that's literally cool. want, I literally want to get to that point where like, okay, like these group of people were, were literally there for me when I was at my bottom and when I wasn't successful and stuck with me throughout that whole time. I'm going to so, give you that. I'm going to give it to you, bro. So he gave 14 friends a million dollars. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I that's, think that's what I would do with my fuck you money. Dude, what else? Like, I already have enough money, right? Fuck you money is just extra money, right? That's true. It's like, dude, I want to take, I want to treat you guys. You guys, without you, I wouldn't be here without, I wouldn't be here where I'm at today. And George Clooney's like 60 years old? 60 years old. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. But besides I, that, like, yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I would do. What? I mean, what, that's, that's, that's true. What would you do with fuck you money? What's the first thing you buy? Honestly, <laughs> the first thing I would do, I'd throw a rager for all my friends. <laughs> Call my parents out. Respect that. And then, Respect and, that. Because my parents, my parents are like, they, they'd understand because like, first thing I'd do is like I'd throw a party and then I'd hang out with hang them. Hang out with them? Yeah. Because then I can get all my DJ and stuff out of my body. And then, <laughs> no, dude. I mean like, I think it's nice. Like at that point, we're all not old, but like I think they'll be under, able to understand that they can party too a little bit, right? Yeah, no, like my, I think it's like a pre-rush for a wedding, dude. Exactly. So like, what I would do is I'd rent an island for everyone hey. and fly everyone out to the island. Yeah. One of my cousins actually manages one of the islands in the in the in the Bahamas. Bro, why didn't you tell me earlier? Well, because it's super expensive. Are <laughs> you yeah. saying, yeah. all, right, all right, fine. It's like $10,000 a night, bro. Okay, no, no, no so I'm not like, down for that. Not, I'm not down for that either, dude. I did so, the $250 per week villa, dude. I'm chilling with that. I ain't paying $10,000 right now. I'm weak. So basically, yeah, like we would fly out there yeah. and I'd rent the whole island for us and I'd make all my friends stay there. 
Because it has multiple huts on the island, so we can all like do something. And then every night there's like a function, and we all like just hang Bro, out and chill. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we're gonna see you. You're gonna be the main event. You're gonna yes. DJ. For I could us. just I could just host my own rave and make <laughs> like, everyone come. Yeah, dude. I could literally instead of promoting Bro. the event, I was like, I'm gonna fly one out so they can watch me. Let's do it. <laughs> I am down. I'm ready for that. I am ready. I'm actually totally down for that. Like when when I'm super rich, I can just like fly all my friends. Like guys. We should do our own little festival for our friends. Yeah. <laughs> I think we know enough people. Yeah. And then we just fly them out if we're rich enough, yeah. dude. It's like, yo, take a week off work. I'm going to fly you out to this island in the Bahamas. And then we're just going to rage we for like two days. party it up. And we're going to rage for two days straight. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Don't worry. There's going to be a- There's going to be a bunch of mistakes, but it's okay. Yeah, there's going to be a daycare for your kids. Um, and then you don't have to take care of your kids. So then if you're hungover- Oh gosh, we're gonna be at that point, huh? I'm pretty sure oh, if we shoot. if we were to be fuck you rich, <laughs> yeah, we would probably have kids by that yeah, point. Yeah, you're right. Right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, dude, how many kids do you want? Probably two. Two? Yeah. A, a guy and a girl. I think I I personally want three. I mean, you're an only child. I'm so, only. Child. So I mean, you do. I mean, I am too. But like the whole point is, I don't want to have three because yeah. three is an odd number. So you're saying they're always gonna like two's gonna gain on like gain up on one somehow. I I think that <clears> it'll have like a certain dynamic. Where mm. two is good because they have to be together. Okay. Where three, there can be a click. Right. No, that is true. I see that. And also, all right, maybe four then. How about that? Damn, no, I'm not trying to pay for that. <laughs> my, my parents told me they want four. Do you I'm know not, why? I'm not trying to. Why? <laughs> because they want each one of the grandparents to take care of each one of them. Wow. So, like, my wife, you know, dad, mom can take care of two of them. My mom, my dad can take care of two of them. Wow. That's their mindset. That's, that's, very so everyone gets one. No one can like complain. No one can like, why aren't they hanging out with me? <laughs> like, they want each one. <laughs> so you need two kids. You want to have two kids per grandparent. Yeah. Grandparent pair. Yeah. Which means four total. Yeah. Wow. That's so what I they want. I, ideally three. I think two, I think like you made a great point. I think two is also good. Would you want an older brother or older sister? Or older daughter or son? I'm sorry. Older son. Older son? Older son. I don't know. I kind of wish I had an older sister. To kind of like walk me through that life. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, I think it just, it's a preference. Yeah. I, I was, I, I think that if you have a sister, if it's brother, sister, pair, it's a good, it's ideal. Yeah. So that's good. Like brother, sister, pair? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like what's it? Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> dude, though, dude, I loved that movie when, I was, when it first came out. <laughs> oh, that shit was like funny as heck. I can't believe that was Taylor Lautner. That was Taylor. Oh, shoot. It was Taylor, yeah, Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Dude, he's, Gone. He's grown up. Yeah. yeah, he's grown up, but like he's not in any movies anymore. Yeah, I know. I know there's a reason for that. I don't know what it is though. I think I remember it. Wasn't he in uh what is it? What is the the wolf and the vampire? Twilight. Twilight. No, but there's a reason why he's not in movies anymore. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But with oh, okay. What's up? When we were watching The Promised Neverland, this just reminded me because Taylor Lot, you were talking about also, wolves. And also, stuff. guys, like here's like five seconds where you can cut like before we keep going. All right, cool. I mean, if you don't know what Promised Neverland is. You could just keep listening. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But if you don't want any spoilers, no guarantees we're not going to not spoil, <laughs> but here we go. If you were in the Promised Neverland world mm-hmm. where that stuff happens, yeah. or let's, let's change the question. <laughs> if you were in a post-apocalyptic world, Ooh. if COVID actually happened and- And it became like an I Am Legend situation? Yeah, if we were like Will Smith and his dog and I yeah. was like the dog on You Are Will Smith, <laughs> like what, what would you do? The first thing I would do is run over to Food Emporium, grab as much groceries as I can. And go to Target, and then go back to our apartment, lock ourselves up, and just wait. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. Do you know why? Because I don't think we're gonna make it out of the bridge. 
Yeah, no. Oh, like, no, that's or, so or are they Or are they going to bomb the shit out of the bridge and we're just going to be stuck here anyway? So like, what's the point of trying to go to the airport or anything? That's also true. Because if you think about it, like in all the post-apocalyptic movies, whenever they're showing everyone trying to get out, everyone that tries dies. to get out dies. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, so we ha- luckily we have a rooftop where like we can like, all right, clamp it down, you know, close everything, bar everything up and then just wait it out. I think that's the only way. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I agree with you. I would do the same thing. Um, and then I just, I would just like, guys, we're just not going to leave for like three months. Yeah. And then, okay, so who wants to go out and check? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, Rock, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> oh, God. Because there wouldn't be any Amazon. There wouldn't be any <laughs> No of more stuff. Prime. No more Prime. None we of won't that. have any internet, any Wi-Fi. Dude, I don't think I would be able to live, dude. What would we do to pass the time? Because we'd, <laughs> re- we'd read all the oh, books. Gosh. We'd read everything. Yeah. Like well, if, what, if, what would we do? Like if COVID happened when there was like no, no internet. Mm-hmm. Damn, how did yeah, people, what would we do? How did that's, people, a, that's a good question. How did people spend the Spanish food? It would be like the medieval times. Yeah. I actually thought about it. If I would go back, I would low-key want to go back to medieval, but then I don't want to deal with the black It's too much work. I don't want to deal with the black No, plate. dude, life is too much work. Yeah. If you want, if you want meat on your table, you got to go kill the cow, bro. Like, you got to actually physically go out. You have to physically go out and find the food. So I'm not trying oh, to do that, dude. Yeah, that's true. That's why people- And then you're not trying to like become a knight in servants. Yeah, and exactly. Like, oh. And to be like the top 1%, you actually have to be born into it. You can't work your Born into there. royalty, right? You, have to, you can't work to become rich. Uh, interesting topics though. Let's, let's wrap this one up. So what- is your biggest takeaway from today's talk since we are here in the studio right now? Well, this is a lot better and more interacting than our Zoom calls. That's 100%. Yo. <laughs> right? I think like if we had guests, dude, it would be a blast. Like we could be like, yo, Two seats. yo, what's up? Two hey, seats, let's right go. Here. You know, we can Two just seats. talk about random stuff. Two seats right here. Like, yeah. so I think it's a lot of fun because now we know how to work, how this all how this stuff works. So it's great. Like we have all these equipment and stuff like that. But biggest takeaway for me is, you know, just take 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 time to slow down a bit because yeah. I feel like we're moving really fast, especially like you know me, yeah. and I know you as well. You know we're moving like this, and and things don't stop. It, I think it's taking the time to appreciate what we have in our lives, and you know just write it down and think about it because that's one thing that we haven't been able to do recently because things have been picking up again. Right? Yeah. yeah, things um, are becoming a little bit more normal. Well, normal, yeah, and Quote also unquote. it's hard to see our friends. And people we know out and about, and we're we're stuck at home. Yeah, but we're stuck at home out of the safety of our own hearts. Yeah, right. And it's our own choice because we know that we want to keep the house safe. Yeah. Um. So, what's what's your biggest takeaway from today's episode besides the equipment and all that stuff? I think you touched on it too, but I think one thing that from our conversation today, just to not take too much things for granted, I think that's one thing. Like even the smaller things, you have to truly appreciate because. A lot of people don't have what we have and you had to, again, make the best out of it. And I think down the road, once we do have that fuck you money, besides helping our family, besides throwing huge parties for ourselves, I think the best thing that we should do is also to help those who are less fortunate. I think that's one thing that I got out of it. And that is a wrap for today's episode. Of? On? The? Come up, baby. And just so we got this camera. (laughs) That camera. And that camera. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Or good morning. Or good morning. Whatever you're listening to. But thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it, guys. See you guys in a bit. Peace out.